when you decide for yourself and you're not worrying about this tall poppy syndrome and everything else and worrying about what others think, it actually has you sustain as well because I think a lot of people are really great out there but they do something for maybe a year and they stop. It doesn't matter whether you've got 50,000 followers It's about deciding on something that keeps that longevity. It keeps that passion. You'll get to where you need to get. Well, I don't think there's ever an end. Try this bad boy out for size. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged. Intention starts from a no-judgment zone. A certain age is not criteria. And where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. There we go. We're live. We're happening. We're happening. Yeah. Hey, by the way, congratulations. I know you're joining me on the GG side, in other words, grandma side of the ward. I know. I'm so... How amazing is that? I know, I know it, and um, and yeah, Monique's in her sort of a, her twenty three, twenty more weeks now, really heading wow. towards twenty three. So she's just got this beautiful bump. Of course, she's doing Pilates every week, and me and Chloe go, "How food babies are bigger than your baby?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, competition. Can we get rid of the baby bump before she can? <laughs> bigger than us that's what we keep saying oh my gosh and have they moved to their beautiful new home they do on the uh 30th on michael's birthday they move into their beautiful new home and so only um a couple of weeks away and yeah it's very exciting eight minutes monique says it's eight minutes i timed it and it's five for me but yeah it's just up the mount so it's going to be great and we'll have little bubs coming to work every day and so yeah I'll get I'll get to spend so will you get any work done or will you be just hanging out yeah that's what they're saying to me so my girls are saying to me that let's just get mum moving first get all the systems get everything out of her that's still in there because as soon as this baby comes all she'll be doing is the sales and she won't be doing any other stuff um so yeah no we're we're really um we're really sort of i suppose everyone's found their position and the the role is for me to step out a little bit and just be predominantly the the face and obviously the person that tells people about what they're going to get when they work with us. So we've kind of been setting that in motion even before Monique fell pregnant. So it was just meant to be. Um, so, yeah, but uh, we'll have a little room set up here. As you know, there's plenty of room. Of course you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, first grandchild, granddaughter and, yeah, she's going to be Amazing. beautiful. And she's got uh, the 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 beautiful um, Fijian Indian skin. She does, her. yes. So yes. it's going. She's going to be beautiful regardless. But yeah, she's going to have. Uh, she's going to be sitting next to all the pale ones like us. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I love that, and uh, I have to say, having got three beautiful grandbabies. 
you know, I got on Sunday, actually, I got the beautiful hugs. I was the one, I'm like the grandchild whisperer. I just hold on to my grandchild and keep it really settled. And oh, it was just delicious. But, you know, one of my girls said, oh, do you want any more babies, mom? And I'm like, no, I'm really happy for my children to have babies, but I'm done. Six kids, I'm out. Uh, so, you know. I've added my my value to the children and the generations. Yeah. And uh, they're yeah. talking about having, well, Sanjay said five, Monique said four. Oh. So yeah, they're looking at having um a few babies. And Chloe <laughs> at the moment said, that's okay, the pressure's off me. I'll just be the really great fun auntie. And she <laughs> so will be. I love that. Yeah. All right, for the listeners that are joining us, we are we just have casual conversations here on the decision table. We really uh are at a stage that, you know, I I kind of decided to have these conversations every single day because I found that it's really easy to to kind of be having chats outside of the online space and hearing amazing things. And I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to share it with the world really and realize that we're all human and we all have those challenges. We have those moments where we don't feel like rocking up or we have those moments that can get frustrating. But we also have wins. And, and you know, because we are both in Australia here, you know, we can talk on this side of it because I know that there's been times even in your world, right, where we're celebrating wins. Where do you do that? How do you do that? Because it's kind of not been the norm. And I think that part of what I'd love to bring to the table is the fact that there are different ways in which we can now do things going forward. And because of that, I love looking through this month, the theme around the decision table really is looking through the lens of what I believe is the need for a new approach to leadership. And I think that it's an, there's this need for a new approach because there's so much of the old style of leadership that is not going to help us to keep moving forward, um, you know, from problem to solution. So, you know, what do you think, Susan, around the whole celebrating and the win side of it? Because we don't do that well so well here in our culture. And in fact, many would say, and I agree, that you, you kind of get stomped down when you're doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, I'll put my hand up. I am shocking at celebrating my wins and it was something that was brought up by my daughters. Um, you know, personally celebrating my wins because what would happen is it would be like I'd be excited, you know, we'd have a new, um, a, a new client come on board, a new team member, as we call it, a part of our family, a new client. And I would just be like, I'm so excited. I've got this, you know, new person joining us and, you know, they're going to be writing about this and then I'd move on to the next thing. And there was never any, oh, my gosh, Mum, do you realise what you've done? You know, you've, you've, you've brought on this person. They're trusting in us. You've done all of these things. So you know what they went and did? They went and bought that one of those old-fashioned brass bells. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so what we do is when someone joins us, we do that old, you know, thing where you go and ring the bell. And the reason we did that yeah. is because there's, as you know, the place here at Team Manor is huge. And so Michael would be upstairs in the yoga room, he'd be the other end of the place and he'd hear the bell and he'd come down and he'd go, yay, and we'd all sort of celebrate the new person coming through. And at first I'm like, oh, really, ding-a-ling. It's like, okay, you know. <laughs> and then now it's like I really enjoy it and everyone's there to celebrate the new person. Yeah us and the other thing that we do is we give back to charity so as a team every one of my team members from the designer that does the cover of the book to to the editors to the girls who are doing the admin and the general you know the, the marketing everything like that every single person gets to say what charity that they want to donate to that month mm. um, and so then we sort of might pick a theme, like it's, typically it's around education, um, youth education. Um, that just seems to be obviously the theme or giving books back to, you know, to, to some schools and things like that. But then what we do to celebrate even more is we say, okay, great, we, there's certain books that we sell, we give 100% profit back, the legacy book and books like that, any any sales that come through on Amazon or any of those, 100% goes back. And also when someone joins us, we also donate back. So now all of a sudden, the the not only am I excited about the new person that's coming on and how I'm going to share their message with the world, but now I actually enjoy celebrating and it 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 was always because it was like, but why do I need to celebrate? It was always about that, but now I've brought everybody in and I do celebrate and then everyone comes running and everyone's excited for the new person that joins, but also for the charities that we're donating to. And, I mean, gosh, you know, some months we'll, we'll turn around and, and supply education for a child for a year and things like that and just all different ways that, now I feel good in celebrating. So that's what we changed. And and it's funny that you bring that up because it was something that was really something that we just didn't do and I know I didn't do. And the girls, of course, you know, working with your daughters, they can be brutally honest, um, which is a good thing, yeah. Um, but they just said you just don't celebrate at all. What would make you celebrate? And I said, okay, let's attach it to something that would excite me if I was giving back yeah excite me and so then they went no we're gonna do a bell we're gonna make it fun and so yeah now I'm it's like as soon as someone joins us it's like I love it I'm excited to go and ring the bell because I know that means everyone's going to come running in everyone's going to be excited and we're all going to look at our little chart that's on the board next to the bell and go okay we're, let's put a little mark there because at the end of the month I get to donate not only the, the sales, but also like the sales of the books, but also the new people coming on. So that's what we did and it's really working yeah. out. Do you find or have you found that it's changed when you're celebrating how other people think about you or has it had an on, you know, sort of a domino effect, a positive, a negative? What, what's it been like? Definitely a positive. It changes um, the energy in the office, the energy with the team members because Chloe will like film ringing the bell and then text it out to all the staff and then they know that that means, oh, we're going to be giving back. So it's not just, okay, the company may 
you know, more money. It's like maybe that's not going to excite them, but everyone's excited because we've attached it to a giving. And so uh. then just made it now that all the team, when there's a sale, it's not about money because for me, yeah. you know, you know, I'm not I'm not motivated by money. It doesn't motivate me. It's it's not about that. And so for me, the motivation was, you know, you know, maybe for you know the males like Michael. He's like he sets his goals, and and they're and they're usually around that. You know, obviously around fitness, everything else. But they're always. And they do have a few dollar signs in there when it comes to driving for him. Definitely do. You know, and yeah. that's nice. They like to accomplish and achieve, and yes. you know, and that's that makeup. But for us, a lot of females, you know, um, it's a, it's about that nurturing and community at our core. And so mm. for me now to attach the celebration of something that I just went well it's for me it wasn't about the money so why celebrate it was about the excitement of bringing someone on and getting their book out there you know but then it wasn't it just didn't do it for me to celebrate it'd be like I'm happy and I feel great that that they've chosen me to help share their their story but that wasn't something that you ring the bell about. But now I've attached it to, well, there's a monetary figure that's coming in, which means a monetary figure can go out and and now all the team are excited. They might get, you know, the little dingling of the, uh, the message of me going out with the bell. And so then we go, okay, team, you know, where, where do you want it to do? And I don't have to think about it. You know, Monique will go out to the team and say, here's the four projects that you chose and some people will choose to two people will choose the same project and so what we'll do is double up that money to mm. that you know and so now everyone's excited so the ripple effect definitely is making me excited to celebrate which is yeah. something we didn't do and now the whole team is excited because you know maybe they're not going to be excited. I mean, they'd always, my team's excited, but the same as me because somebody else has come on and they've got a story to share and they're excited to hear about the story. But never that monetary attachment was never something that was exciting for me, you know. Um, So now I've made it exciting. So I think it's just finding something that works for you but works for the whole team and that's what we've found. And it's so it, it's so great. It has that ripple effect, like I said, because now we're also all feeling like we're giving mm. and we're feeling like that we're all a part of something bigger than just ourselves or money or sales or, you yeah. know, book. it becomes so much more. And, I mean, who doesn't want to help kids around, you know, education and things like that? So, you know, that's kind of what we do. And we plant trees, obviously, being a, a printing, we plant trees um, so it, it's always around usually education and, and kids and, and everyone sort of picks the same thing, but not all the time, but that they get to pick what they want. So, yeah, long-winded. I love that. What, are, what about you personally? Are you celebrating your wins? My personal wins? As yeah. in, yeah, I, I, I do, but probably... Well, I suppose I would probably need, you know, I always look at. I, I reckon because she's hesitating right now, everyone. I know her really well. Yeah. I reckon she doesn't, just for the record. But what? what it, other here's the interesting thing, though, Sue. I think this is the interesting thing is what I loved what you said when it became business, when it was the family coming on board with the business, you could do it because it was about giving. 
often when we are givers and we are motivated by external, in other words, what it will do for others, how it will, um, you know, affect others. And if we don't do it and it affects others, then that's a driver for us to get off our backsides to do it and to do whatever it takes to get that happening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and in your case, this is a truth, it's harder to do it for yourself. But I was hoping that you had started having that ripple effect of bringing it back to you as well. Because here's the thing, I think this is part of the new approach to leadership, where leaders are really learning how to celebrate the wins that we do as an individual that then has that ripple effect with community and then across the globe. Because if everyone is doing their little piece, it does shift the dial closer to where we want it to be across the globe, right? Mm, yeah. So are you talking about celebrating wins that um of things I do personally? I'm talking about whatever that looks like for you. As in celebrating. When I ring the bell when I'm doing that, that to me is me celebrating. And I suppose that the other way that I look at celebrating is, you know, if I looked at personally, which again it is funny that you bring it up because it is something that is that is in my, you know, my children brought to my awareness, but it's also in my awareness to to do, you know, and it's funny that, that when you, you know, you have conversations like this, they're always the conversations you need. But some of the other things that I'm doing is balancing. So celebrating, maybe celebrating, you could look at it like that, where I give back to me by going away, doing something with girlfriends, mm. balancing that. But as you know, I'm, you know, Husband's adorable. I'm with him all the time, even more during COVID. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm with him all and the by time. By the way, she is right. So if Michael does watch this, you are adorable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that hopefully you know. He's, yeah. a, uh, he's doing his I, exercise thing, right? Yeah, he's doing his exercise thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but he's, um, you know, I'm, I'm with my husband, you know, every day, which is great. I'm with my children pretty much every day. They work yeah. within the family business. We've all got our rooms and, as you know, we've got our space and, and it's great, you know, and having the two properties, it's like COVID was nothing. Like I could just pick yeah. a room or a corner of a house, I was fine. But what I realised I wasn't doing was taking time for me. So it was, it mm. was always about family and giving and things like that. So what I'm consciously done this year is, is even marked out some time for me. And that might just be, hey, guys, I'm out. Don't contact me. I'm going to have, you know, and, God, I've even done it where I've gone, I'm going on a Netflix binge and I'll go yeah, and I sit love it. And watch a binge. It's it's a nothing thing, but I don't have to think because if I watch something too interesting, my mind's going, oh, I could do that in business. I could do this and that. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this me podcast. Too. My mind's going like this around the business. So to shut it off, sometimes I do put on a Netflix blah show. Okay, um, come on, come on, come on, come on. Stop, stop, stop. What's the latest <laughs> show that you've watched or been watching? No, I don't know if I'm embarrassed to say. No. Oh, I've come been, on, come on. I've been watching, um, I watched Lucifer. <laughs> I never got into that. I heard some people oh, say it's really it. amazing. I did. I got into Lucifer. He, that was really good. And there's one that I've just started called. I was about to say, is it grizzly? But then I have to say, do you want to know what I did? over? So I had three days off over the Christmas break. I, I And I say Christmas. 
Well, three actual days where I was like no work, no nothing. So that's why there were there were lesser days of work, but there I definitely was. I had a lot of projects that I needed to keep working on. It's just the season I'm in right now. Anyway, I had three days, and one of them was Christmas Day, which I just served my family. I just felt like. You know, the thing that was in control of my Christmas Day, because we were in total lockdown, we didn't have all the presents. There was a whole lot of, I mean, it was first world problems. I seriously think it is. And uh, we had each other and that was the main thing. But I just served my family. The next two days, I did exactly that. I just switched off and said, if you need me, I'm here, but I'm not cleaning up after you. I'm definitely not doing any cooking in this house. And I will be on my bed watching Netflix. Do you know what I was watching? Cartel. So I actually get, it was all about this cartel. It was amazing. It was awesome. And then I was going to ask you, was Lucifer grizzly? So, you know, um, it was pretty grisly what I was watching as well. But I loved it because it was totally yeah. outside of my wheelhouse, totally outside of my world. And it makes you just go a little bit like, like I said, if I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book, my mind's going, oh, my God, that's really good. I could do this. I could do that in my business. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing inside my book and I'm taking it right? right? And I'm going, oh, that would be a great social media post. Exactly. <laughs> my brain doesn't turn off. So when I watch that, you know, yeah. really kind of oh, stuff, I, oh, I, I, even watched, I even watched a Sabrina. I mean, I watched a show. Remember wow. Sabrina? There's like a real Sabrina now. And I even watched one of those and went, you know, it, it, and I think I, there was another one, Bridgerton or something, that I just thought <laughs> I, I haven't started it, but it's this other one. But I try and actually look for ones because they're only half an hour. I might finish up of a night and, you know, I might do like a late Pilates or something and I might come in and go, right, I just, just want half an hour of blur. It's that zone out, right, that zone out zone. Yeah, and, and that's how I use it, you know. And, and look, believe me, I... I Have you, so you haven't always done that? I haven't. No, I think it's the on-demand stuff that I love. It's the tea, it's the, you know, TV. But just on that with the Christmas thing, you know, what was, you know, what we did this year is we actually, again, we get, we donated. The girls turned around and they said we don't want anything. But, you know, being a mum. Oh, wow. I know. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it, right? So Santa bought them presents so they couldn't tell me off. So when ah, they were Mm. Yeah, so I was told not, and then they were like, "We'll get really angry if you buy." And then, of course, I had to buy something for Sanjay, and I had to buy something for little baby coming, you know. And I had to oh, buy something, and then I had to buy something for Chloe, and 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 I, I bought a um a top for Michael, which he hasn't had off. He loves, um, and and it was just like from Santa, and they went under the tree. But as a family, we actually all sat around and we all donated. Oh. I said, look, I would normally spend money on you. Um, Santa bought them, not me. So what are we going to give? So everyone, we actually sat around and had time out just with us. It was a little gap between the breakfast and the lunches yeah. and everything else. And we all gave back. And so oh, um, love that. all of us done that this year instead of, um, you know, and we we done that, um, gosh, I can't even remember what the girls picked now. 
I think two or three of us picked the same thing. I think I was giving back to the to the um, children's hospital or something like that. And then there was um, I can't remember what Michael and that chose, but two or three of us chose one, and and two or so two chose the other or whatever. So we um, we divided up what we would normally spend and just gave. And you know what? There was less wrapping paper. There was less running around the shops. And and that was the girls' idea, and they just said there's nothing. That girls, we- you're amazing. I love you, girls. You're amazing. So, um, yeah, really cool this Christmas to do that. That's amazing. A and we loved it because it saved me. I couldn't really, you weren't really going to the shops anyway. It was funny what you can get at the Australia Post as you're walking down. Like, okay. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yep, that one. Yep. Amazon, by the way, Amazon was fantastic at that time for me. I'm just not an online shopper. Monique is, believe me, we started to think the delivery guy, you know, had a crush on her or something because he kept coming every day, but it was what she was ordering online. But anyway. So here's a funny little thing, Chloe. Um, it was, I did that years ago, literally. We didn't have a lot of money at that time and uh, I gave everyone you know, it was like the days when you could give like to to buy a goat or to buy, you yeah. know, all those those different things. And so I did that for Christmas for the family and for anyone that was in my world. My husband nearly died when I did that and I've never done it since. So I love the fact that all of you were on board on that because I think that is just so powerful and so much more about the meaning of the season, to be honest, you know. Um and I think what, what's beautiful about that is that it's an out focus, not an in focus. And so much of our world has become very in focus. What is What can I get for it myself? How can I like make sure I'm safe and everything else around me is safe? And we're forgetting often, you know, I had on yesterday on the decision table, I had Juliet who's who's based in Zimbabwe. And, you know, I was saying that I talk to her every month and every month I'm, let me tell you, I come off there and I go, wow, I've got to stop complaining about this. I've got to stop because the, when you put on a different perspective, when you have a different lens in which you use, you realize there is just so much more and so much to be grateful for, so much to, um, that we do have to give, even when we have what may look like small in our hand, there's so much. And I I think the other side of this is when we play, I know you and I, Sue, we love to play at a bigger level and, and to play big and go hardcore. I know our families freak out sometimes, um, you know, and go, okay, okay, and they're trying to run after us, but we do love to play in that space. And I think that that is not a bad thing at all because here's the thing, and and I always say this, that as we increase the economic resources, the things that we have available to us, then we can also accelerate the giving. It's not one or the other. It's like we can give out of so much more as well, and I love that, and I love that that's a lens you guys use. Absolutely. And you know what I found of late that's been really interesting? You know, what you say is is so true. But I believe that that I give to give, not to get anything in return. But you absolutely mm-hmm. get something in return. Because when you give, it, it's just so 
it's so beautiful to be able to give that the what you get back is just something that, it, that money can't buy. It's that it's the dopamine. It's that it, dopamine. It's just absolutely is. And you know, it was only it was funny, you know, only this morning again, you know, brain sometimes doesn't turn off. But you know, there's a few people in my life that well, around my life, you know, not not sort of a lot directly, but that have that find everything a big problem, right? So oh, yeah, you got some of those in your world. Ooh. Yeah, I think everyone has some of them in their world. But you know, the, everything is a big deal, and I yeah. think what happens is I've also found in elderly, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know when you know um as they get older you know they've got less to do so they might worry about more things or if you're not working now you know you've lost your job or whatever that might be or just the the just what is it that you know worrying about the small shit you know the the small things yeah. right yeah i think that that the answer to that is you know there's find a bigger problem and if you don't have a bigger problem find a bigger problem out there in the world that you can make a difference to i think you could transform people's lives i think that people that are stuck in depression people that are stuck in anxiety people that are stuck in a place that they don't like go out there and find a bigger problem beyond yourself because i guarantee your problem's not the biggest i guarantee there's somebody else that's suffering more than you and i guarantee that something will pull your heartstrings that will make you want to make a difference and then it in by just by default will change your life you won't be yeah. worrying about the crap that you're dealing with you won't be worrying i mean gosh we just published a book from a from a um gentleman Kwa, who who is a double amputee and you know, he he is so much fun. He has so much message. And you sit there and you think somebody might be sitting there going, I've lost two fingers and their world's fallen apart. And he's a guy that's lost two legs and getting out there, making a difference and doing what he can to show people that, that you can still live life no matter what you dealt with. But he's been dealt with an issue, right? He can make a difference. But some people have got nothing wrong. Like they've literally, honestly, yeah. their the problems are just nothing to worry about. Oh, but yeah. they stress about them, right? So find a goddamn bigger problem out there. I love it. Preachers sewers in the house. And you just it, it transform their life. They get out of goddamn depression because they've got nothing to be depressed about and they'd find some cause and I've actually know that through stories and people that I've worked with that it actually is the truth and when somebody is say maybe for example had post-traumatic stress or been depressed or had you know suicide in their life and they've helped others or they've lost a loved one and they're helping others what happens by default is they get better yeah you know they feel better it, it, they're doing they're helping others but they feel better so I just think that anybody out there like you said talking to this this lady in Zimbabwe and realizing gosh that you know you you yourself might well, go I don't, I don't have military on the back in the backyard kind of thing you know ready to just pounce on you I don't have a shortage to petrol and have to line up for hours to get your car full, filled and hopefully there will be some petrol actually in there. I don't I don't have the problem of going to the supermarket and not finding the food and all sorts of foods on the shelves. I don't have the problem that for me to get medical supplies, 
I have to go to another country, smuggle it in and get it across the line so that I can have the medical, you know, resources that I need. Like there's just so much that people you know, get anxiety going to the shop because yeah. they don't have freaking toilet paper and they've gone nuts. Like how many people get anxiety or get get anxious because they might on you know they might only have fifty dollars left this week. That yeah. that is nothing when you listen to problems like that. You know, that's what I mean. Get the get it in perspective, people, and go, if my if I feel if I feel like I'm I'm can't cope, find some other problems that are out there that are bigger than I yours. Find other problems that are bigger that than reflection yours. and go, what have I got to worry about? Now what can I do to make a difference? Correct. So if we pull that back into this this lens of the need for a new approach to leadership, how can how can leaders be better at this? How can leaders be more giving? Have this like let's find problems bigger than myself or like what do you think? Got any insights around that? Look, I just think it's it's like they say it always starts at the top. I think, you know, people say to me, you've got such a great relationship with your daughters, you know, you 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 um you know why is that and it's like well you can't tell them what to do I still can't tell them what to do you know (laughs) you can't tell them what to do you you just need to have open communication so you know open communication is key getting them involved because you know what they've got some really good ideas too and don't tell them show them So, so um I think it's just about having that that communication with maybe like within your team even if your team's you and a virtual assistant which what I started with it's just me and a virtual assistant what could I do maybe in his you know he was in the Philippines what could I do to give back in his area so he was seeing that I was giving back not maybe directly to him but but something that meant something to him so I would give back to some of the um the orphanages in the Philippines. So got got him involved. Obviously, as we've grown, I've now got the rest of the team members involved. What what touches, moves, inspire you? What did I do? I did it by example. So I think that you've got to, if you want to be the leader, you know, and it can be clients, you know, even like with, um, you know, with organisations like B1G1 and things like that where they're, they're businesses for good, you know, so whether you're part of B1G1 or you're just a business for good, what can you do as a business or as a leader? And and it, and like I said, it could be just showing your kids. Mm. It was their idea this Christmas, not mine. Mm. Their idea. They said we don't want anything, we want to just give to a project this year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'm like, but won't you, but like, don't you want, no, we don't want anything. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I had I had to for me. It wasn't for them. It was for me. I'd give them some sand. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't a lot. Typically I, I, like, typically our Christmas tree's crazy. You know, I'll buy during the year and then I'll forget what I bought and then I'll go buy more and then they get so much. I go, that's too much. But, like, I forgot what I bought, right? <laughs> and then, but this year was just so good. They each had a present under the tree, just one beautiful present. Yeah. That was really something that Santa thought really that they would really <laughs> And it was just like a, I bought. I went and bought them all um, essential oils and put it in a big beautiful box. Yeah. And they loved it because they said, "Oh gosh, I would never go and buy a little bottle like that worth you know yeah. 
or his 50 bucks a pop. But I just put everyone in there and I looked at each one and one was for stress and one was for this and certain ones for Monique and the baby. And so Michael was for stress when he's uh, having to hang out with you 24-7? His was, his was yeah. Um, <laughs> and how to deal with all the females in his life. And guess what? Exactly. A granddaughter. <laughs> Uh, so he's got Sanjay now, though. So him and Sanjay, you know, both engineering backgrounds, you know, they, they get yes. to talk their engineering talk, so they're all cool. But, yeah, um, but, I love you that. know, I just think, you know, I know, you know, I just think it's just lead by example. So don't just totally. go out there and tell people what to do. Do it. And they will follow, you know. If they, if they don't follow, that's okay. Don't do it in order to convert somebody or have them follow you. Just do it because you want to do it and then they will follow. And like I said, my team members, all my staff, my, my children, they've now gone and done it. Could you imagine, you know, when they were young? I think we did do a goat goat one year um or I think my uncle bought them a goat for their present or something and you know it, it was like years ago it's like they do the turnaround it's like when I started to introduce like carrot sticks and that for lunch and yeah. you know, Anthony Robbins because I cleared out the pantry and now it's like they come back to me and go what are you eating that for let's just get <laughs> and it's those, those small changes isn't it it's those small shifts it that is. help to shift to the bigger change and actual actual disruption of the pattern need need yourself for the change and then that's it they they will follow or they will not but you but but they will once they get it and like I said I think it's just sharing the message of 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 that with people like I said that are struggling I think you know my message is to really get out there and say to people you can make a difference and I do that already in the publishing house and the stories I say to people you know someone says oh if I could just help one person you know one person around bullying or one person around you know suicide or one person around knowing that they can be confident with them within themselves or you know overcoming fear lots lots of things growing their business whatever it might be um I want to help more people for me it's just about saying well just get out there and do it but then, like I said, they then get so much themselves. You know, they get so much out of giving themselves. So I think, you know, you don't do it for that, but people need to realise that you get so much more than what you give, you know, yeah. back. Okay, so here's the thing. We've got a lead. Uh, how are you going to lead? If we look at Sue in five, ten years' time, what kind of Sue are we looking at? Oh, sitting back, a pina colada in hand. No, um, <laughs> got a, um, owner, owner, beautiful will place be traveling in private jet. Where will we be traveling by then? <laughs> I know that's the huge um, question. I think for me, it will just be bigger and better, getting the message out there to more and more people. Getting you know, for me, it's like. You know, I'm not there to become famous or get out there. And it, I do it because I know that it has a means to the end. I know that when I'm out there and I'm sharing my message and I and I know that I'm passionate about people sharing their messages, that the more that I get out there, the more that I'll get that person that yeah. just didn't maybe believe in themselves, that they could be the, the person that just impacts the world. So I, I look at all these 
authors and all these people that I'm helping with online courses and getting their message out there. That was my ripple effect. So rather than me just doing it, I'm helping others see their genius and see that they can make a difference. Mm -hmm. so for me, it's a ripple effect of getting out there more and more so that more and more people can see that their message sharing forward, that they can be leaders within their own, you know, communities and um, and essentially just just doing more of that. So I think for me it's stepping out more, you know, letting the now that I've built an amazing team around me this year, you know, I've now have people that have now taken on managerial positions that allows me to step back. So um, we've now got staff at the level where they're managing teams below them so I don't now have to manage. So I've just got mm -hmm. people. So I can then get out there more and, and share more about or give people more confidence to get their message out there. You know, I'm lucky in the aspect of what I do because if I can then help these books get into more hands, then again, again, that ripple effect. Someone can pick up a book for $30. Everyone can pick up a book for under $30 and afford it. And that mm -hmm. book can absolutely change someone's life. It doesn't, it doesn't need to be a, a $20,000, $40,000, dollars program. It, it can be a book. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got their knowledge out of their head into onto paper it's like the books that you've written people can pick that book up and you don't mm. know what that's going to do it could because the one thing that I love about you know books or, or, or anything you know as you're watching stuff the one thing that I've always found is it's the saying that I've been saying a lot this week is you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink unless you give them a salt a block of salt oh and they have that and then they want to drink <laughs> well then we need to know that but um but what I mean by that is you can you can say to somebody this is what you could do this is what you, you can always advise people right okay. Okay. Tell them what to do. and I don't know about you but no one really likes being told what to do right I love it you know I love being told what to do that's my favorite no yeah I don't yeah. I know hello we both know uh, we no I know no no I knew that was a bit of sarcasm there but what I love about a book is you're in your own mind, right? So when right. you read a book, you're making your own mind up and the only way anyone can change is if they decide themselves, right? So when they decide, they decide then change happens. You can do anything to help someone, but when they make that choice, I decide to because I decide to, mm. right? It's not I decide to do this because she told me to do it and I decide to do that because blah, blah, blah. I decide to do it because I decide to do it. And that gives you so much more power than the, you know, I don't know if you've done that chocolate vanilla thing before. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll drive you crazy. So two ice creams, chocolate, vanilla, mm -hmm. choose. Vanilla. Why did you choose vanilla? Because I love chocolate. I don't like chocolate-flavoured things, so it was an easy decision for me. Wrong. Chocolate and vanilla, choose. Vanilla. Now I don't know. No, wrong. Chocolate, vanilla. I want to do it one more time because I know that we're running out of time. One it's more. Fine. Okay, I want the chocolate one. Why did you choose chocolate? Because you told me to. 
<laughs> and I love being told what to do. Yeah. This could go on for like three hours, right? I used to have clients hang up on me, literally go clonk. I'm done. I don't care. I don't want any ice cream. But I'll tell you the fast version of this. You know, you so, know what was painful about saying that, less than about the fact that you wanted me to say that was the fact that I inside of me it went against everything that I believed because I actually really don't like chocolate ice cream. So I was like, you know, I, she's asking me to have something I don't want. Like that was my actual thinking inside of me. And so because it wasn't aligned with the way that my DNA is, my decision DNA, it was like everything in me going, I know she wants me to save this but I really wouldn't. That's not a truth for me. That's how much things like that are so stuck you know, in me. Oh, well, I'll my tell you values system, my alignment with what I think and do. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you, what. I'll, and believe me, I've done this for two hours with people. They've yeah. rang me back and gone, all right, And I've, I've, but I'll do the fast version with you. So when we say chocolate vanilla, choose, and you mm -hmm. choose chocolate, even if you right. said I choose none, why did you choose none? Because blah, 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 blah. So what's happening is you're choosing for a reason because oh, of this, because of that. So if you turn around and I say chocolate vanilla mm -hmm. and you say vanilla, so say vanilla. I'll say vanilla. I'm allowed to say vanilla. Yes. yes. So you chose vanilla. And when I say why did you choose vanilla, mm -hmm. I want you to say because I chose vanilla. Because I chose vanilla. Because I chose vanilla. That's right. So it gives you no reason, no excuse. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? I chose vanilla because I chose vanilla. I chose mm. to leave because I chose to leave. I chose to give because I chose to give. I chose to make a difference because I chose to make a difference. We're not doing it because of someone else, because of this, because of that. And it just gives you the power back. And I think that, you know, I don't even know how we got here, but the point is that we're I never know how we get anywhere on the decision table. We just kind of. I know. Serious coffee, water. That's it. We need to do this over wine. Like that could go crazy. Okay. Right? Next time, next time, yeah. But yeah, if you choose because you choose. So I think in you know it's still aligned with leadership. It's like you choose to lead because you choose to lead. Yeah. You don't choose to lead because it's the right thing to do because this is the latest thing to do or the word or how you should be doing. You just choose because you choose, and it just. Gives so you okay, okay, I'm going to stop you because here's the thing: you choose because you choose, and I always say this, and you say that as well. There are people that find that really difficult. That is not their norm to be able to choose and there's things that stop them some of those things that can stop leaders from being this or doing this is things like hey if I if I give voice to what I really want to choose then I might get stomped down I might get uh, hate from that I'm going to insult someone from that if I choose the decision I want to choose because that's just a decision that I'm choosing then this may have consequences on people in my world that then this affects. And that is, so it's an easy in theory. And for people like you and I who go, we are not budging from where we are going. For those that don't have it that strong, what I'm learning as I work with people across the globe more and more is 
that is a norm for us. It is not a norm often for many others. How do we start giving little shifts to help that become more of a norm where, I mean, I've got ways of doing that, but I'd love to hear, you know, maybe three things that you would do to help move it along to piece. I think the first thing is choosing because you do choose, not choosing because um, you, because somebody else has said to do it. Stop and mm. think, would you choose this first? So that's the first thing is check in Stop with you. And think. Check, in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. check in with you and go, do I choose to drink? Hey, by the way, I remember when a Kiwi said that, I'm going to die, like go off on a little tangent, but I remember when a Kiwi said that when we were in Black Belt one time and they go, oh, yeah, I just want a chicken. And we were like, chicken? Why would you want chicken? And we were like, what? Chicken. And I was like, oh, check in. So just for those that may have had a communication moment there, check yeah. in or check in. I, I don't eat meat, so it's definitely not chicken for Correct. me. Correct, it's not chicken. <laughs> so check in. in with yourself. Do a little bit of a thing, and, uh, you know, with yourself and go, okay, am I doing this for me? Is this something that I'm doing for me that's going to make me feel good and, and I'm doing it for me, right? Because sometimes we have to be, and I have to remind myself, we, we need to be a little bit selfish. Selfish yeah. meaning that we've got to concentrate a bit on self because I always say if we're a great leader, people will follow. If we're a great parent, we need to be a, a good leader as a parent so that people, so that the kids are following that, that path rather than somebody else being a better leader or a better salesperson or, or whatever that might be. But I think that that is checking with you. The second thing is language. And that's why it's so important to choose because I choose rather than choosing for a reason. Because then what you're doing is you're giving the power out there. So when I choose because I choose, the power's within me. So I feel stronger. I feel more certain in the decision that I've made. I've checked in. It's, it's, it's something that I feel is integral. It's something that I feel is not going to harm others. It's something that I feel is congruent to me. So I've checked in and then I say I choose because I choose. And then and then basically what look, even using the analogy of, you know, children, how many times, you know, when you have children, do people have a million different things, you know, breastfeed, bottle feed. You know, I remember for me when I had um, Chloe, I ended up so sick. I ended up with mastitis. They wanted to put me back in hospital. I had 40 above degree. I was so sick. And I was like, no, I have to bottle, I have to breastfeed. Breast is best. I have to breastfeed. I'm failing. I'm failing. And then in the end, the stress that it caused me, this, I, I was so sick. Um, there was, you know, I had nurses coming in, putting needles in like literally my nipples, trying to oh. do horrible things. Oh. And I'm, but you know what I was doing it for? I wasn't doing it for me. I, I thought, yep, okay, I'm doing it for the baby. But I felt that the pressure that I got from the outside world. And it wasn't until I turned around and said, I choose to bottle feed because I choose to bottle feed. Yeah. And it, it changed everything. You know, I, you know, for me, it's like I did my best. I needed to choose. Now, did I get all these you know, people all the time, you know, saying this, doing this, that all that. And I said, but I chose because I chose. Mm. And it's like, what do people come back with? Whereas I think the one thing that's really important is when you give reason, one, it's like you're not certain. Yeah. 
yeah. on what the decision you made because you're giving a reason why you make that decision. The right. because is the reason. And so if you're giving someone a reason, then it's seeing yourself self-doubt. And then they're also then going, well, they can give you reason why back that you should change your mind, right? Mm -hmm. You're giving reason, they're giving reason because they're trying to alter you. And and I agree going back to what you first talked about, this, you know, celebration, this tall poppy syndrome, this everything that we do to bring people down. I think that it's if you show that vulnerability, if you show those reasons, it's easier Mm -hmm. for them you down I choose to do what I do because I choose what I do do what I do I choose with confidence that people go well she must know what she's doing because she's choosing because she's choosing and it brings certainty yeah it brings certainty to you it brings certainty to others and it also allows you to go I choose because I choose. I didn't choose because the whole, because, oh, my gosh, if someone chooses something different, that's okay as long as they chose for them. They mm. didn't choose because their mother told them, because their someone else told them that they had to do it. And it's a bit like going back to that analogy of you've got to make the change yourself, you know, like like we, we talked about, um, you know, the person themselves got to make the change. It's the same thing. If we choose. You know, it's like I chose to stop smoking. I mean, many years ago, it was like probably 20, probably over 24 years or more ago, I chose to stop smoking because I chose to stop smoking. And when I gave myself that power, it just changed everything. If I stopped smoking because I didn't want my kids to see me smoking, because it wasn't good for my health, because of this, because of that, All of a sudden, I was giving out all my power to everything else, everyone else's opinions, the right thing, the wrong thing, everything else. That's where all the power went. When I chose because I chose, so language is very important. So I choose because I choose. Mm. It gives me the power. It gives me the confidence. It gives me the certainty. And it gives me that, I suppose, the unconsciousness of going, I'm going to be integral in this. Why? Because I chose. I'm, I'm going to be integral and, and do that. So definitely language and, you know, kind of bringing that all together, I think it's all relevant to that. So check in, be the leader yourself, but choose for you, not for everyone else because we're all going to have different opinions. That's why the world's exciting. No one's right or wrong, but just choose for you, not for yeah. what you need to do. And that's why I'm creating these spaces to have these conversations because I believe that we need to be able to have these conversations where we are just bringing it to the table and going, hey, this is the choice that I have. And and because of this, um, you know, the domino effect of this has been and the power of that has been, you know what I mean? And so sometimes I think we are so set that this is the way and this is a kind of old school style of leadership or conversations that we go, this is how you're meant to have a conversation. This is where you're meant to go with this conversation. What's the outcome that you're going to have from this conversation? And it's like, I love these conversations. I really do because who knows where we start to what happens in the middle to how we finish up. But I think what you've, you know, what we have together had a conversation around today has just been so beautiful it's brought in so many things about the importance of the language that we use the importance of choice and giving and what are some of the other things come on pull them out Um, i think it's just um yeah like i said um if if uh if you 
worried about things in life find a bigger problem. Yeah. Celebrating the wins. It's celebrating bigger problems than yourself. Okay, so I do ask this question. I'm going to say mine first because what have I got from this conversation? What's an insight that I have? What's maybe a a thing that I'm going to do better and what I'm doing? I think that always when you have a conversation, there's something you can take out of it. For me today, it's there's, there's two things. It's the bigger it's the bigger problem beyond your thing. I think there's so much power in using that as a strategy of, uh, and it reminded me of uh, when I was told, hey, I've got this condition in my body. And then I worked out that there was a 1% chance, a 1% chance that I would not have depression. And I was like, well, what if I can be that 1%? I'm going to be that 1% was my whole choice, right? Like I just chose to do that. Didn't know how to do that, just chose to do it. And what became a strategy that I used in that time was this, that anytime I started finding myself turning the direction from where I was feeling like positive and had value to add to this world and I was starting to shift and look the other way, I actually messaged someone. I reached out to someone. I had a call and I would go, hey, how are you doing? And I realized that there was always something I could give. And I and the other piece was that I was always grateful. I did my gratefulness. That's where I began doing that many years ago now. Every day, what am I grateful for? Three things I'm grateful for in my last 24 hours, three things I'm grateful for in my next 24 hours. So just thinking about that and using that in a much bigger way in my work, I'm going to be bringing that up and and, and bringing that on. And the other thing was the giving within your, your teams or that knowledge of, and I do this to a degree, but I haven't... I haven't intentionally been doing it in the last little while and and I'm you know that I run a couple of companies and so I really want to get to know some of the others of what is important to them and and how can you know I love to give but I love to give not at the times that like Christmas at you know you've got to give then it's again that telling probably side of me or I, I don't know. I think sometimes there's an expectation and I like to give when I really want to give because out of my heart, I'm giving and I'm giving because I'm intentionally giving you something that I know is going to be really, I you know, something precious to you. So I kind of do a lot of that and I want to do that more intentionally. So that's what I've got from our conversation. Um, what about you? What have you? What are you taking from our conversation today? It's like being more aware of when things are working, when they are, like you said, you know, when you got told that you couldn't walk and you had that 1%, you know, without even knowing, you actually just decided because you decided. You didn't know how, you didn't know, you didn't know what you had to do, you didn't know what that looked like. All you did was made a decision because you made that decision. That was it. I'm going to be that 1%. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that... Um, we don't realise the power in that and, and I think it's just reinforcing the, the decisions that we make as long as there's something we're strong. And what I also think is that it it builds a momentum. So like mm-hmm. um, when you decide for yourself and you're not worrying about this tall poppy syndrome and everything else and worrying about what others think, 
it actually has you sustain as well because I think a lot of people are really great out there but they they do something for maybe a year and they stop. You know, yeah. I know you, Kira Marie, you've you've always been a person for for giving and, and for um, making a change in the world. But because you decided that so strongly, it doesn't matter whether you've got, you know, 50,000 followers to, to right here. It's about, it's about deciding on something that keeps that longevity, it keeps that that passion that you, there's no doubt you'll, you'll get to where you need to get. Well, I don't think there's ever an end in, in, in Correct. this. It's, it's forever evolving, right? It's evolving, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that what, you know, what I take out of it is not only, um, you know, not worrying about this tall poppy syndrome and just being the leader that we want to be, yeah, helps keep going as well and helps us um, leave a trail behind us of other people that are that are coming up and 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 leading and making decisions and like these conversations. Gosh, I didn't. We had no prep. I don't know what you're going to ask me. <laughs> like, I, only prep I did is can I grab a coffee? Like, exactly. Right? Me too. Get out of bed early and stretch because I've done my back and lots of ooh and an ah and an eight from what you thought it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, but what I love is that that. You don't care that it was that you're doing something different, that you're just making the conversations without that. You decided that this was the way you were going to do it and you're just enrolling people. But I think it's just the longevity. So what I take out of it is if you if you're clear on what you want to be as a leader, even when we do, you know, leave this body, leave this this um, you know, time on earth, we should be leaving our legacy behind. And I think that we're you know we're not here just to have fun for ourselves or just to do what we do it is about leaving a legacy leaving children grandchildren if it's not that leave something that helps others so that it's a better world as we part so I think that that leadership to me is it's not just about now um celebrating definitely just reinforcing to celebrate for me, celebrate um, myself, and um, and and it causes that ripple effect with everybody else, you know. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to connect with you more, want to be a part of your journey, and join you on this journey, how do they do that? Uh, the easiest way is go straight to deanpublishing.com. And there is buttons everywhere that says speak to an expert and that'll come through to a calendar and through to me. And I personally speak to every person at the beginning to make sure that, you know, we can help bring their message to the world. And because for me, publishing is just, you know, doing publishing of books and helping people get their online courses out there and podcasts and audio books and all of the the products and services that we help. They're all products, but the main thing is, how do I help someone get their message out to the masses? That's that's what the core of what I do is. Mm. And it's it's it just happens to be the products that I believe as a as a book, is an online course, as an audio book, as a you know, all these other products are, are just other forms, just like what we're doing today, other forms of getting your message out there. And I think that if you can get it into as many people's hands, you just don't know what difference you can make. So my goal is to get as many people out there to become those leaders, to get their message out there because I guarantee that 
every single person has got something to share. And by doing that, just as we've talked about today, by default, they're going to get something back. You know, my authors get messages from readers all the time that say, your book just changed my life. And if I can help people get their book out there and that book's changing someone else's life, then to me, that's the ripple effect. And so, yeah, deanpublishing.com. Everyone's Don't worry, Chloe put the, Chloe's onto it. She's already put it into the messages. Uh, she's onto it. Uh, Very onto it. I love that. Oh, my goodness. You know, I celebrated Martin Luther's um, day yesterday across the globe. Uh, many of us did. Uh, if you were to leave your message to the those that are listening today, what would that be? Gosh, I think it's just... Um, it's just that everybody, I think it's just reinforcing what I said, everybody has something that they can give, a story, a lesson that they can share with the world. And if we can all share forward our teachings, if we can all share forward our, our life lessons, our knowledge, we can all make a difference in the world. Oh, I love that. That was beautiful. Well said. Well, my friend. What a privilege it has been to have you on the decision table. I want to say personally, thank you for being in my world. You know, we, I will never forget you as a client and us doing that VIP day, that moment, because every time I see you with your background, I'm reminded of something that you began dreaming about in a big way from that day on. And mm. you never stopped putting that dream into place. And I will remember, and I often, it comes up as a picture on my phone as a reminder of you and I standing in your dining room in that beautiful mansion and having our glass of champagne as we celebrated you and your family and the opening of you know what has begun. And I believe it's only the beginning of what you are producing there and and bringing out of there but I remember that day going back to the VIP day where you said and I remember you hesitated I will not forget that you actually hesitated to verbally say it out loud and I but I remember that moment that you said it out loud and you said if there was something that if nothing was stopping me it would be to do exactly what you're doing today and what you have there. And, uh, you know, I love the fact as we have grown as friends and, uh, you know, you've had my back, which I've always appreciated. You've uh, listened to my many crazy ideas and never gone, that's just stupid, Gary Marie. You've gone, hey, I'm here. What can I do? How can I support you? And so I publicly want to thank you for being an amazing friend of mine, having my back, and I want to publicly celebrate you and all the wins that you are having. I love watching as you keep evolving, and I'm really loving from our conversation today watching how you're coming into it, and it's just becoming you. It sort of seeps out of, I always say your decision DNA kind of seeps out of you. And what I'm loving is 
you are so in your element. You are going to go keep going forward. And I just, I love being a part of your journey. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming here and being a part of this and just dropping some beautiful uh, gems today throughout this conversation. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yes, it's uh, been from that dream dream chart and that, that design uh-huh. that we were doing. It's uh, definitely um, coming, well, it has come to fruition. And I pulled out the dream chart, um, which is what I'd also done back there. And it's so funny how so much of it is, even the garden that, you know, yeah. I everything has come to life so yeah I think it's for anyone make the decision get out there speak it out draw it out and then just do whatever it takes to make it happen but yeah it's been my absolute privilege and um yep we've got each other's back and yeah and next time we come on the decision table we might have a glass of wine so who knows where we'll go with that one um I've loved it and anyone else r-rated or something like that yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have to do it a night one and, and make sure that, you know, all the kids are in bed kind of thing. Uh, so I, everyone, I we've got amazing things from this conversation. You know, we shared what we got just as starters from this conversation. If you've loved this conversation, please, one of the fundamentals to, to creating a new approach, I believe, is awareness. And awareness comes when we can share the message out. When we So share this message out to your friends, to your people that you think may uh, really benefit from hearing what both Sue and I have said today. And, uh, you know, that's the way we, we get to help many other people and spread the good message out there. I think, uh, you know, from awareness comes ownership. And, you know, we've owned what we're going to do and and take with us from this conversation. What is it you're going to take from this conversation? Where do you want to go? I hope that, you know, in amongst our fun, our craziness, our distractions of many little conversations that you have got some insights that you can start thinking about and thinking on. And uh, just know that none of us have it all perfect because we would be flying around the room if we did and none of us are. So uh, we are, I love the fact that you, you know, Sue, our conversation really brings back to me, which is so important to me, and that is the humanity as stakeholders at the decision table. And I think, you know, that is, that is just today we're just two humans having a great conversation and, uh, you know, doing life together, which this is a journey. And uh, so thank you for coming on the journey and thank you for being a part of this. And anyone listening and in the replay, thank you for coming and being on this journey. Bye. Thank you. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.